Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everybody. This is Brandon. This is episode 157, possibly, of the sport of. I'm not exactly sure. So just to set the stage, this morning we found out that Prince died. And that was very, very, very just a bummer. It's a bummer of a day terrible news uh so i don't know how other people grieve it seems like a lot of people are doing it right now in a lot of different ways but i just wanted to talk it out so um i asked the sportive gang if anybody could uh could spare a few minutes and Stu was happy enough to oblige so Stu is on the line hi Stu. hey brandon uh how's it going it is not not going well it's not great bob not great bob not great at all. So um, we've been dealing with the news for, I don't know, 10 hours. Where were you when you heard? Guessing at work? I was at work. I had just got out of a meeting and went back to my desk, checked the old Twitter because, you know, that's what you do at work. Yep. And uh, actually a coworker of mine, Ali Lozoff, had a tweet saying, don't tweet anything until it's confirmed. And I was like, well, what the hell? something bad happened. And then I got the context and... About 20 minutes later, TMZ went up with their uh, confirmation. So, Yeah, you know, those TMZ fuckers, they're always right. That's the worst part about it all. When I saw that, I was like... <laughs> they got celebrity deaths on the lockdown, I think. I they, think that's... They do. Give them a hard time, but I think they had, they had MJ, right? Like, you know, when he passed away, they had him, like, within 18 minutes of it happening, I think. They... He had his dad's phone number, so that was yeah. That's that's so, helpful, right to the source. They, they, so yeah, they know people, and uh, yeah, when we heard uh, uh, my coworker Andrea Swenson went live on the current around noon and confirmed it for people who weren't ready to take TMZ at their word, that was a that was a tough one. Yeah, I was actually heading into a meeting in which I was supposed to present, and it was not easy i mean it, it really threw me for a loop i wasn't expecting it at all i know there was some news earlier that he was sick it's yeah a little weekend. little shady about like well how sick is he does it matter yada 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 it seemed fine i wasn't really wasn't yeah. on my mind so so yeah that was it was it hit me way harder than i ever expected it to as i i mentioned it quick on twitter i I was on Twitter all day, just monitoring and saving all the links to the amazing. Everybody, everybody was on Twitter, basically just either morning or trying to get the latest update. Or yeah, it was great. I mean, there was a lot of really great stories about Prince. He was a he was a total weirdo, obviously lovable weirdo, just, just a goofball. Yeah, and a lot of people posted some links to some live performances, although those were really few and far between because Prince has those. 
has those uh, lock and key. So you're gonna you're gonna pay money to get Prince content, which is you know I'll give him credit for that in this age of streaming and yeah, you know torrents and stuff. He kept that on lockdown. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I was just monitoring Twitter all day, and I, the only thing I wrote is that this hit me. I think this is the saddest I've ever been of any person I didn't know, and I wasn't, yeah. I guess, expecting it. I, I knew I always loved Prince, but uh, it was crazy. So, um, okay, so I have a few questions for you as we're as we grieve together. Uh, when and how did you first get into Prince? Do you have any memories of? Was he just always there? Was he just um, always there? I was fourteen when Purple Rain came out. So that so <laughs> I mean, the wheelhouse, right, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I was obviously aware of him because 1999 had come out uh, two years prior to that, and that was a massive record. He had Little Red Corvette, he had the title song. I mean, there were a couple other singles on there too, and I mean, that was a very popular record. But then, was it popular I mean, in a way that was was it cool back then? Popular or was it? Was it underground? Was it kind of dorky? It was, no, it was cool. It was. It, was cool. it got to Hector, Minnesota, Brandon. So oh, it was. Okay. It was not underground in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he was obviously weird, but he was just so talented. The weirdness kind of went by the wayside, whereas, like you know, other weirder types didn't break that whatever that ceiling that was imposed on the weirdos. He just broke right through it in his you know leather bikini briefs and overcoat. Well, he's a perfect example of you can. You know, anybody, any weirdo can be popular for a little while. Mm-hmm. The only way you're popular for decades is through talent. Like you, you can't just be a weirdo for your whole life and without talent. And he backed it up with, uh, yeah, ton of talent. So, uh, okay, so you were 14 when the movie came out, and I have to imagine you just went ape shit. Yeah, it was. It was ever. I mean, it was as. And again, this was you know the area of you know three channels on your television mm-hmm. and. I mean, cable, well, cable was there, but it was still, you know, there's no internet. It was just, it was like a bomb went off. And he had that going up against, you know, Thriller was still pumping singles out. And he had Madonna and he had Springsteen. And you had this guy, this like skinny motherfucker with a high voice from North Minneapolis who was, you know, going toe to toe with all of them. And it was just, it was just astonishing. I, I, I just can't tell you how much of an impact that had on the culture and just the local culture as well. I mean, it was just, it was seismic. Was there a, just a ton of local pride even back then? Is that a, is that a newer thing when we just hold on to, I think um, there was, I mean, obviously again, 1984 Minnesota is a little different than 2016 Minnesota. So there were some, eh, this guy, he's kind of a, you know, weird. And he Looks has these songs about where's fucking his and... sister. And, you know, <laughs> he's got that type of stuff. So there was, I think, some apprehension from the, uh, you know, the Boone and Erickson Minnesotans. Yeah, but, the Lutherans. Um, I don't, they but, were the little... kid, but their kids loved it. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I wish I could. I, I need to write it down probably at some point what it means. Um, and like nobody gives a shit what it means to me personally, probably. But I, it seems like there's what Prince meant to like Minnesota kids is probably something worth at least worth looking at. Cause it was, uh, I think that's maybe the reason it's maybe hit you unexpectedly hard. Cause I know we make fun of the one of us phenomenon a lot. Yeah. But um, Prince was one of us. God damn it! And it, and it hurts that he's gone. 
<laughs> and it's uh that's he's that is not a humble brag he's you know he he died in the suburbs just like you know our Fucking parents chan hassan chan hassan unbelievable oh, god it's yeah it's yeah that's not the that's not a movie star death that's a that's a guy who grew up in the city and then moved out to the suburbs when he got some money <laughs> and he died too young that's yeah that's actually a fairly common minnesota death i think yeah it's it's uh it's mind-boggling to think about so i first got into prince i was probably around the same age 12, 11, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I remember um, the distinct moment when I, when he, when I really started liking him. Um, I was probably, again, I, I think, let's say 11, and was listening to, like, Guns N' Roses, and that was it. Oh, yeah. like, that was the only thing I was listening to at the time. And for some reason, we were at a family party, a family function, and uh, Prince came on, somebody played, and I remember going up to my uncle and, and my uncle Bob, he's a, he's kind of, he, he's a very Minnesota, um, you know, he loves cars and baseball and smoking cigarettes out in the garage and Petty and the replacements and mm -hmm. Captain Cokes and bonfires <laughs> and all that. And yeah. so I, somebody started playing his music and I just remember going up to him being like, Oh, this guy sucks. Right. You know, trying to be cool to <laughs> uncle Bob. And he was like, no, no, Prince is amazing. Prince is the best. And I was like, Whoa, 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 Prince, Prince, the guy singing kiss. <laughs> and let's, you know, those, that was not the type of music that, that, uh, my uncles were into, but for some reason he was just, again, so much, so good. Just, so amazing that it's like him and Michael Jackson were the guys that were okay to be, you know, that, that rock, you know, guys who were into rock would you actually get a lot to. of equity with guys who are otherwise hostile to like black R and B artists. If you can play the shit out of the guitar, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. And God knows Prince could play guitar. Um, yes, very true. So I was, I'm sure you were into him a lot more than I was for a lot yeah, longer, a lot more years. I, I, but I, it was... I, I drove to the Eden Prairie Mall with my friends uh, Jordan and Darren to buy a cassette of Graffiti Bridge the day it came out. And Graffiti Bridge was kind of sucked. <laughs> but, we, <laughs> but it was still, it was Prince. And you, 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 you went out on that limb because it was a double album. And the last double album that he had put out was Sign of the Times, which is like one of the best records of all time. So good, man. I was listening to so, some of it today. Seriously, Fuck, yeah. It's so I mean, yeah, again, if you have I mean, obviously Purple Rain gets deservedly gets a lot of the love, but Jesus, spend some time with Sign of the Times. There's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, deep cuts like the ballad of Dorothy Parker is basically him, you know, doing a Joni Mitchell song and it's like better than like all but two or three of Joni Mitchell's songs. It's just it's ridiculously good. It's so deep. It's so varied. There's so much different stuff on there. It's just, he's basically mastering all the genres that he wants. And it's a Prince record. It's not Prince and the Revolution. So he played every goddamn instrument on it. And it's just, it's just, a, it's art and it's cool and it's awesome. And I think I'm on my fourth beer now. So, yeah, I'm on number three. Um, so so take me back you were so this was after sign of the times a new album came mm -hmm. out and you're like i gotta have this thing and you drove yep. down to the mall to, to, <laughs> to the eden Prairie center from hector minnesota took uh, us highway 212 and got it popped it in the tape deck and you know just kind of you know listened to it on the way back to hector and it was you know it was fine 
and I don't know that I listened to it, you know, too much after that. And you know, it was just, uh, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. You, yeah. It's not. Yeah. They're not. All, they're not all going to be bat dances, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> if you. Uh, let me write that down but yeah please yeah write it down um but yeah i mean and that's that's the thing i mean obviously it's a whole different culture i mean no one does that for music anymore obviously because well no one was an actor for one but um yeah that was the type of thing you would do for prince if you really were into him and being into prince in renville county was you know a whole that was a whole other thing but uh Hold on. I, I am being informed by my um, correspondent, Mandy Newman, or my social media monitor, Mandy Newman, that Jimmy Buffett is covering my doing Purple Rain. So, oh, Jesus. Well, that'll save us. You got your pop tops and your flip flops. Oh, my God. And uh, that'll help. So, that'll help us yeah. grieve. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. G- Jimmy B. Jimmy B. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, so another question I have yes. for you. Um, did you ever see him live? No. No, really? Nope. I um, never. This was one of those things that the timing either never, never worked out or I got old and just didn't want to like stand in line at Paisley Park you know, on a Tuesday night when, when I had to be at work on Wednesday. And he and goes on at 3 in the morning, yeah. Yeah, that just, and obviously, yeah, um, John Moe was talking about that too today. I was just like, why, why just one night it's, you know, and you could have done it any night. Cause he's, I mean, they were fairly frequent that he was doing these. He was doing these like once every six to eight weeks for the last like three or four years. I mean, he was, it wouldn't always necessarily be him like, you know, cutting loose on, you know, you know, the B sides and like, like throwing erotic city out there. He does like, would sometimes just be playing the piano or having one of his proteges up there or something. But, yeah, it was kind it's of a mystery behind door number one. Make that effort. You, you go out to Paisley, you go out to frickin' Chanhassen. <laughs> you stand in line in a field in Chanhassen <laughs> yeah. by this glorified pole barn. And you just, you go see the best artist of his generation do whatever he wants to do, basically. And what? yeah, I never, I never did. Didn't feel much urgency because he seemed so healthy. He was just. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, for all just, for yeah. all of the reports, is he you, you never heard of him having any drug or alcohol issues? Who knows? Well, no, he he didn't is, do but... drugs or alcohol. He was a, he was a Jehovah's Witness, so he didn't do drugs or alcohol. My friend said that, uh, and I wish I would have read this uh, Facebook post closer. That uh, Prince came to his dad's house years ago to talk to him about just like a door to door sort of thing. Yeah, because yeah. if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you have to go door to door and try to. So he went to my friend's dad's house and came in and like had dinner with my friend's dad, like who <laughs> I have to think probably didn't really know too much. Well, maybe he knew. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, everybody <laughs> knows Prince, but uh, yeah, just randomly came in. And can you imagine that uh, that experience? No, I cannot. If Prince were to show up in my front door, that would have been just trying to tell me Fucking about wild, you know, yeah. the works of Jesus H. Christ. It would have been weird. Yep. Yep, I would not have uh, been prepared for that. I'm not going to lie to you. That would have been weird for me. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, I saw Prince live um, at where, the Excel, where and when? Uh, Excel yeah. Energy Center. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing somewhere around 2005 ish, 2003, 2006, somewhere around there. I, I don't remember yeah. exactly. I was I was a young the glory man. days of the second Bush presidency. 
Yeah, that's all I remember was just I had money just falling out of my pockets and just had mm-hmm. a bunch of job offers and everybody was prosperous and happy at the time. <laughs> um, so that's all I really remember about that. But I had, um, so the reason, I, I just know that I was young enough to not have much money and had to save up, you know, to, to make it into the show. And I it was in the second to last seats. And if you, you know, the Excel, second to last seats at the top, you're like, a mile in the air. You're like straight yeah. up in the air. And those things, those seats are all on top of each other. So I was a little bummed to to be sitting there. And um, But it was, no hyperbole, the greatest show I've ever, ever seen. You can't even... It's a hard thing to describe why he's so good in person. Um, I don't think people obviously... Obviously, music people in the know understand that he's mm-hmm. the one of the best guitarists of all time. Yes. But most people don't know that. It's like it's like a. I don't think your average music fan knows that. Um, yeah, I, th- I think after this weekend, I think more people will know because yeah. that, that that clip of him doing while my guitar gently weeps is Holy like shit. going all over the place right now. And million yeah, views. okay, eleven million views according to my social media monitor, yeah. Mandy Newman. <laughs> Thank you, uh-huh. Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at 5.30 Central, so it's probably gone up since then. Yes, so. I'm sure it has. Uh, deservedly so. It was incredible. And he was like that at the show that I saw him at, too. Um, so not only that, right? That's enough. Already, it's you're done. That's an amazing show. His yeah. voice is pitch perfect, of course. It's, yep. He can play every single or sing every single note. Um, and he's also um, an unbelievable dancer, like Michael Jackson level dancer too. Like yep. he just every single thing that you can think about. Not only that, but he also was prepared and had a show. This wasn't like uh, a bunch of other musicians you hear about. You go to the concert and they come out at like eleven forty five drunk and they play, they sing songs halfway through and don't give a shit. Like we've all been to those concerts. Oh yeah, and they're the worst, and they're like the most depressing, disappointing things in the whole world. But uh, this show, I, I you know I can't speak for all the future ones what he was like, but perfectly just prepared on point. Um, I will never forget he just did Cream acoustic, just him by himself, and it was the most powerful, crazy. Oh, awesome! Like I can't even believe that a human being is capable. A human being, by the way, who's like two and a half feet tall, this little <laughs> tiny, tiny little tiny. mite of a human being. <laughs> just with this powerful voice and uh, perfect guitar work, and mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't ever get too. Uh, what's the word? Indulgent, masturbatory uh, about his guitar work. Masturbatory. Yeah, I mean, wank. Yeah, and you could if you were that good at the guitar. I'm sure yeah. he probably had to stop himself every time he picked it up. Of like, I just want to jam on this thing for like two and a half hours and show people how good I am. And he didn't. Um, and it was. It was fucking incredible, man. So I'm bummed, too, about not just heading over to Paisley Park more often, but it just seemed like, hey, man, I got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I'll get out there soon. Yep. Maybe this summer. That would have been, you know, well, if he's got something going on in the summer, you know, yeah, get the kids. We have friends who live, like, five minutes from Paisley Park. Yeah, Hageman lives over there, too. He could just, like, he's got, like, 17 kids now, so he could just, like, drop his kids off, your kids off there. You won't know the difference. Fucking would have been perfect. So now they're going to turn Paisley Park will just be, like, a... It'll be a museum, right? Of Probably. Um, I mean, people record there, I would think. People yeah. still record there. I just I just can't wait to see... Like, I, I mean, can't wait. Like, I don't want to have to wait until whoever is going to be in charge of his catalog can, oh, can put it online and can in particular put some of the concert footage 
I will eat that shit up like nobody's business. I will pay whatever. I just, I want to see. I mean, you've seen, uh, and I didn't actually watch it today, but the the recording of Purple Rain, the story around it is that it was just the the actual recorded version of Purple Rain that we all know and love and have heard and is one of the greatest songs that has ever been written was just like recorded at first Ave one night, one random night, and that was just like the way it, it came out that and recorded was it. it and put it on. Yeah, if you listen on the fade out, you can hear applause. Incredible. If you listen real, if you listen real hard, you can hear the applause at the end. And I don't know if that video, the you know, there's a there's a video of the actual performance, and it and they, there's like comments kind of like that explain what we're, what you're watching. I don't know if that's still online right now because again, I know Prince put a lot of it on lockdown. But if you can find that, that's that's just spellbinding. I mean, it's just it's crazy to see. So yeah. um, I would I would get to that if you possibly can. Um, okay, so here's the question that I wanted to to ask you that we have already sort of explained, I guess. Um, why why this reaction from fans and from Minnesota in general? What was it about Prince that made him so amazing? Because I totally understand if you're a casual fan, like the vast majority of people, you're like, oh yeah, I Kiss. That's a that's a cool song, and you know, I hear Little Red Corvette on whatever 107.9 that's a good song mm-hmm. but what was it that just made this such a such an insane outpouring of of people i mean just fucking freaking out people were crying at work i mean uh and crying at your work makes sense you work at npr crying mm-hmm. at at my work uh best buy it's mm-hmm. a little different and uh and, you know so um so i think there's there's a few things that I um, would answer to that. There's always when when someone dies, there's there's a couple different layers of of how tragic it is. Um, there's one of them you're just thinking of like the old times, like memories of of times that just you just makes you sort of nostalgic in general of like, um, you know, whatever. An old person dies and you're not necessarily like you're just thinking of of the past, right? So there's that because there's a lot of really good times. Um, Mm -hmm. It gets harder when there's a loss of future good times, which was a huge thing for me, which is we've already talked about is like, fuck, I wanted to see him live a bunch, a bunch more times. And I wanted to just down the whole thing is he was just down the road (laughs) and going to see him would not have been like a pretty good time. It would have been a fucking unbelievable night. Like you don't get great nights very often in general right like in life and that would have been one of them and that's gone now so I, that to me was one of the biggest things when i started thinking because i i did I, I wasn't expecting to be so bummed um and i was like wait what am i i don't what's wrong with you know i just sort of that's kind of where i go when i start like having feelings because i'm a heartless robot for the most part i'm like what is this what are these emotions this is not right i need to stop doing this but that's where mm-hmm. I was like, shit, that's what I'm bummed about. Like, you're not going to, I can't replace those with like, oh, I'll just go to different concerts. Like, um, yeah, that's, I think, a big component of it for a local also. I yes. think. Yep. Um, Prince kind of made being from this Arctic wasteland cool and mysterious. You know, yeah. he was just, such a unique character that was beloved worldwide 
and again, just a skinny dude from North Minneapolis, and it's yeah, he just it it was and that was a time when he and again this is speaking for old Gen Xers like myself, um, the other famous Minnesotan when he was out on the scene was Walter Mondale who got his ass whipped in the 1984 election. Yep. So to see Prince winning Grammys and, you know, stuff like that, I was like, Oh, well, see, we're not so bad. Bob Dylan was a Minnesotan, but he left, but he, you know, he, he packed up in 1965. So yeah, got out of here, which is fine. You know, it was fine. Yeah. You know, you don't live your life, man. But yeah. Yeah. Prince, uh, Prince never really left. Even when he left, he came back. He played like softball in, <laughs> you know, like in you know, bunnies with Mike Tice. <laughs> <laughs> there is something, yeah, I think the one of us thing is, is true, and that's... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's good, and that's the way it should be. You should have. He took pride in a place that we take pride in, so we have that mm-hmm. in common. We we yeah. all loved Minnesota, and it was amazing because we're dorky, you know, mm-hmm. nine to five or you know geeks. And he was like one of the most talented human beings. So it's it yeah. feels it feels good, and you feel honored to like. We agree that Minnesota was great. Mm-hmm. So. I'm cool now because it's, yeah, Prince it's, is it's cool. Mo- he he is probably the most parochial I'll ever get about Minnesota. Is like, yeah, he was from Minnesota, and so am I. And that's cool. And I know that I have strictly reflected glory, but it's still, you know. Yeah. It's cool that he's from here, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, give me the flyover state, mm-hmm. yada, 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 and you go, well, not too good for Prince. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So there's a little bit of that. Another thing that I was, that I think is um, unique to to Prince is one of the few artists um, that's, um, that's unifying Mm -hmm. as, as an artist, as a musician, there, there just, there aren't a whole lot of those ever as a, as a single musician. I mean, a couple bands here and there, but um, as a musician, you know, there's, there are some, uh, artists, musicians, whatever you want to call them, that I love that are not unifying at all. Like, I love Kanye. Kanye West is one of my favorite artists, um, but he's a nightmare of a human being in general. <laughs> and his music is for sure not for everyone. No. 
uh, there's a lot of people, he's a love or hate type guy. And yeah. I think you can probably say the same for like whoever's singing the newest, like, let's go have sex in my tractor song on the country music thing, right? Like maybe that's good to some people, God bless you, but it's not unifying. Like there's a lot of people who hate that. It's, it's, music. Cole, it's a Cole Swindell or sure, um, sure. <laughs> that sounds Brantley like a real person. Gilbert. Brantley McGilbert or Cotton Smith. <laughs> uh, but so there's there's music that if I'm having a, a party and I've got my friends and my family and whatever, that I'm not going to play Kanye because my uncles and my stepdad that, are going to be not gonna mad at me. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to play the uh, Willie Nelson because my friends are going to be like, this is lame. You got to play something fun and cool. And yeah. Prince is one of the few. Again, I go to Michael Jackson, I think is a similar sort of thing. But like, if you are at a party and you hear, um, pick a song. I mean, Little Red Corvette or I Want to Be Your Lover or um, anything. And you're like, oh, this is bad. Turn it off. You Something has happened to you and, and you've been hurt badly and you're a bad person now. Like you're just a shitty person. Like it's just unifying. Everybody loves his music. It's so well, he was he was one of the remaining mass culture things. That's like a legacy media type of thing where mm-hmm. everybody just knew what Prince was. And I mean, everyone loved him. Obviously, there's outliers and stuff like that. But I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, Taylor Swift. That's really yeah. She, that's she's it. She's right? it. I'm trying to think of the sweet spot. If if we're looking at like quadrants of like young and old white people minorities, yeah, what is actually more in the sweet spot than Prince? Because even there isn't. There isn't. He's the one. Was the sweet spot? Like Taylor Swift is great, but she's for white people. Let's be honest. Like she's mostly for white people. And, like, everybody loves Kendrick Lamar, but come on, my white friends, most of them don't know who Kendrick Lamar is. You know, like, there's people that ever, that they love, but they don't, like, actually hit that sweet spot the way uh, the way he did. So, um, I think it's all that sort of stuff combined. But I, but I do think that that last part about he can, he kind of was for everyone mm-hmm. um, in general, and Minnesotans in particular, is why, like... You know, my mom was was pretty bummed out today. I, I would be hard. I don't think she probably knows more than ten of his songs, but she was so sad. Like she's like, "Hey, everybody I know loves him." You know, it's one of those sort of like uh, everybody I know is sad, so I'm sad sort of deals too. So there's, yeah, there's kind of that playing into it as well. But um, yeah, I just uh, so I don't know. Though that's what I'm coming up with for the for trying to understand exactly why people just lost their fucking minds today. Um, there's just so many different reasons for it. Yeah. It, again, he was just, he was good at what he did. That's, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And coming on the heels of Bowie <laughs> and also Merle Hager, don't forget Merle. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just, you know, these are guys who are just so unique and so just non-replicable the unique part you're so right about i was thinking about um um, my social media monitor many that it made it okay to let your freak flag fly yes that's that's uh that's very true so i try try to say freak flag fly after four (laughs) beers by the way freak flag that's uh 
that was there was some definite deliberate uh, pronunciation going on there. So this this idea of like this, you know, the middle of the quadrants of young and old, um, white and non-white. Um, I'm trying to think of like if there is anybody. The only person I can think of right now that's close, which is funny, is uh, Bruno Mars. And you know why Bruno Mars is right in the middle? Because he's a fucking ripoff of Prince. Like, he's, he's just new Prince. He's just like a cruise ship Prince is who he Although is. Although, to be fair, Prince was a ripoff Stevie Wonder when he first started out. Because he played all of... He was like... Um, played all... He was like, you know, in that R&B silo. And I mean, that was what he was like that kind was of it. accused of. And uh, so there is, there is some hope for Bruno. But, Come on, Bruno. Um, that, that makes sense. You're our only hope, Bruno. Yeah. Taylor's too white. Good. Keep keep making songs with Mark Ronson because that seems to be a really good uh, situation for you to be in. There's not a whole lot of cool people left. Cool old. There's people. no. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Willie Nelson, basically. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's about it. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's why I'm. That's why I think that Minnesota people are bumming out and. And uh, there's not because it's just that's it. That's there. There's one prince, and there's nobody mm-hmm. remotely in his stratosphere in terms of Minnesotan artists um, that'll ever be around. Probably, I mean, we won't know, right? It's gonna. It would be, take fifty more years. So, so yeah, it's that I mean, and yeah, all the other things. The freaking Eiffel Tower is purple tonight. <laughs> I mean, you know that has been insane. Is the I think this has been an eye opener for everybody of like, oh shit, he wasn't just ours. Yeah. Like everybody loves him all over the world yeah. and country and all that sort of stuff and that made, that makes me feel even better. Like I'm I'm glad that this is not one of those things where in the back of your mind you're going, fuck, I wish more people knew cuz this guy, you know, he had it yeah. and you know, it's like no, 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 people the word got out years ago, yeah. which is fucking awesome. He's also one of the few people that, well, I, I suppose there isn't really anybody else, but I was just listening to him on the way home. The current, by the way, just lifesavers today, just fucking awesome the way they just turned okay. on. Like, okay, we're going to... Basically, your, your Spotify and Pandora stream was the current. Yes, exactly. And uh, Luch, listening to her on the way home, she is just just a treasure. Just you could not ask for a better person to get you through this than Mary Lucia. Yeah, I mean this perfect like talking and getting you through it, but also not just like weeping for ten minutes on air. You know, just mm-hmm. sort of playing the music and coming back and giving a little bit of this and that and playing something else and getting back into it. And um, but I was just sad about how fucking talented he was. Just listening to like mm-hmm. Purple Rain of like oh, Jesus, how does how can that person die? How are you, it shouldn't be allowed? Like they're so. So there good. was um, always a rumor, and I don't know, could have been Rolling Stone, could have been a different source, that he had, you know, back in the 80s, he had like 500 finished, mastered tracks that he never released. Literally that many, like, songs completely done that he just never released because he just wasn't happy with them for, some, for one reason or another. They didn't fit the album, he didn't think they were good enough, and... Uh, like you, like you had mentioned before about the person who, whoever is in charge of getting his stuff, mm-hmm. the, uh, whatever the, uh, now that he's going to be in his Tupac biggie stage where everything's coming out of the vaults. Yep. Um, there's, 
besides the live stuff you're talking about, there's hope. I mean, again, I was talking about this with the uh, social media monitor, Mandy Newman. Mm -hmm. um, er Erotic City, which is like a top five Prince song, was a B-side. Yeah. It was the B-side of Let's Go Crazy. There, he, gave it to, he gave it to like Sheila E. for like a solo album. There is a better than zero chance that one of our favorite songs of all time is just sitting in Prince's closet. Sitting somewhere. in Paisley Park in like, you know, or one of the storage sites somewhere, maybe in Excelsior, you know, for all we know. And just it's sitting there because he just, you know, yeah, it didn't really, didn't really fit in with 1999. Too much guitar. Too much synthesizer, something like that. Right, right. Yeah, whoever yeah. is responsible for his catalog now is a very important mm -hmm. person in our lives. Like, we need to make yeah. sure that they get the shit out, they do it right, they mm -hmm. package it up correctly, whatever. And I don't know who that is, mm -hmm. but it's nerve wracking because what if they're like, no, yeah. his last wish is where nobody heard it? He's like, you set him on fire in a field somewhere. Tell oh, him, my don't God. let it come out, and I don't care for them. So. What do you do? Do you just like go, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm going to have to. Why well, I, I don't know. That's, Disobey you? Yeah, I, I the ex, the executor of that one has a, has a difficult choice to make. But yeah, there's a those vaults have got stuff in them that I think need to be listened to, and because God knows I I think it's been proven there's an audience for it today. Yeah, Jesus, there's, I'm hungry there's for 10, it. Ten thousand goddamn people on First Avenue and Seventh Street right now. <laughs> just standing around listening to Prince songs. So, you know. Yeah, I was going to go down there and, but. Yeah. I was I, like, how the I fuck am it. I even going to get down there? I, yeah. It's I mean, we're so gonna, confusing. We're, you're going to park like, you know, at the old Nyes and just walk across the bridge yeah. or something. Or... Yeah, by myself <laughs> and just hope to like just wave yeah. two miles away from people. Yeah. So that's great though. Yeah. That's like, that's an amazing problem is that I wasn't even able to go down there because there's right. so many yeah, other people. I thought, I thought about it on the way home from work. I went to the, uh, there was a little like a Bob Mould like uh, solo show at the Turf Club and uh, I was going to stop by First Avenue like take a picture of the star and then I like, you know, just before I left the turf club i saw on social media that it was already just you know they were starting to coordinate off and all that stuff it's like okay well I'll, I'll just i'll just go home yeah did you did you see some some girl i like a high school classroom or something she retweeted her teacher when he found out responding, the news yeah. and he just put his head in his hands took his glasses off that yep. stuck with me man I'm still thinking yep. about that. And I was like, yep, that's, that is exactly what I did. Just yep. kind of like, ah, oh, God damn it. Like, you know, rubbing my eyes. It's like, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And again, I, I'm because I've, uh, I'm sort of a robot. I was just more confused than anything. I'm like, what? Why am I so sad? What is happening? What? I don't understand <laughs> this. I'm trying to like, why are it. I'm like, yeah. What is this salty discharge? Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Um, Write down what is this salty discharge, by the way. What is this salty? <laughs> <laughs> Social media monitor really like that show title. Oh by the boy. Way. Oh boy. Oh, man, did you want to check in on anything, Mandy? No, not really. Okay. I don't know if I, I mean, I just don't know if anything I have would be worth. Okay. Well, it's, 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 it's a podcast that nobody pays for. So it's your, your, any remarks you have are more than welcome. You know, I actually do need to get a beer if you want to cover for like two minutes, if that's okay. Brandon, I'm going to put Mandy on the line here. That's Social okay. media monitor, sure. Social media monitor, Mandy Newman. <laughs> Hello. 
Hi, honey. How are you? Uh, I'm good. You know, hanging yeah. in there. I have cried off and on all day. No way. Really? I got a text from Stu this morning that said, check Twitter. That's all it said. I imagine you get that text from him. Just con- You thought he probably just <laughs> had a tweet that was doing numbers, right? <laughs> it, it does come out every now and again. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, God, what happened? What's wrong? And I go over to Twitter and immediately see in my, I just respond, nope, nope, no, nope, right. just right. nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ever since then. And then we, I heard Purple Rain for the first time tonight. Well, I mean, the first time today, I heard it tonight. Started bawling in the car. Yeah. Luckily, we were on our way to the liquor store. Yeah, I heard it on the way home, and it was pouring down rain. And I was like, God damn it. Just this, is this a test to see if I'm going to cry on the way home? Yeah. Uh, it was just, it's just a surreal thing of like, why is it, why does music do this to us? Right. But uh, and part of does. me, there were, there was a part of me, you know, sometimes it, where I was like, God, this is just dumb. Why am I crying? I've never <laughs> yeah. met this man. Yep. Yep. He wouldn't know me from anybody, but it's, it's not, it's just, it's the, idea you know that he's gone and he shouldn't be yeah you know what i mean so young he had so much Mm -hmm. awesome like i'm just trying to think of like this is not like a like his best years potentially could have been ahead of him like you can be a really great musician artist etc for many more years so whatever like was still in his brain that's gone now. There's no, you know, that's, there's no recovering any of that or getting right? it back or replacing it with something different. Like that's just gone. Like that's, there's, that's the end. That's that most, uh, the most, I don't know if it's his most recent album or if there's been one since then. Um, but, oh, there, oh, and now, and, and, and of course the name of the song is, is escaping me, but it's, they've kind of got the, it's like a space kind of a situation in the song. And um, they refer to him as Mr. Nelson it's um kiss on the cheek oh um yeah you know where i'm at yeah 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 and it's just catchy it's Mm -hmm. you hear it and you just kind of start and of course the the lyrics are escaping me right now but it comes on and you just kind of start singing along with it it's 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 catchy yeah so he still i mean he still had it i mean it was still there um i i will admit that so I'm, I'm probably, I think I'm aged between you, somewhere between you and you and Stu. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, I, obviously I, I knew, you know, I knew Purple Rain and, but I will, I'll be perfectly honest. And I will say that for the longest time, I had no idea that Cindy Lauper was covering Prince with When You Were Mine. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. I, I was That's a, a big, great I still am a big Cindy Lauper fan, and I, I think she did a great job with it. I think I love that she did not change any of the pronouns with it. Um, I, I love it, and I have actually both of them in the same playlist, <laughs> both versions of it in the same really? playlist, because it's just that great of a song. <laughs> I tried for a few minutes today to do like a top five or ten, and I just was like, ugh, I, I don't know. I mean... It, they're all so good and so different, you know, like there's all just, it's hard to compare all of them together. So there's a lot of, yeah. it, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you ready Newman or? Yeah, I'm good. All right. 
I think you're getting your boy back here. Oh, all right. All right. Cool. We'll talk to you later, Brandon. Happy grieving. <laughs> Hello. You get all beard up. Yep, got a surly extra citra to close out the night here. Oh, yep. Me too. Me too, as always. Beer buddies. We're beer bros. You know it. He's drinking the same thing. Got to do it. Yep, got to have it. Um, So one last thing, and I'm sure we could go on all day about songs that, uh, that people may not know, that they should know. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince is one of those guys where... Um, there are, I don't think other bands are like this, but for Prince, a lot of his popular stuff is really good, right? There's, it's not a guy that you have to say like, oh, you just like the Beatles, I think is one. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. They're not really for me. And you go, you got to hear their good shit, dude. They're fucking amazing. Prince is like, you know, the good shit because this good shit was popular. You know, like that's what he was kind of into. Yeah. I I don't want to get too off topic here but when dove's cry could come out tomorrow and it would sound current yeah yeah that's well, just you how tweeted... i mean it's still, it just it just comes out of the radio like a bomb yeah because uh, there's no bass on it but it's just it's just it's still that's, just absolutely current it's fucking crazy you tweeted today uh when you were mine how yeah. good that is and you're right yeah, i, I mean that's i i saw it your tweet so and much. i immediately pulled it up on my phone and listened to it and that actually happened probably a dozen times today where someone goes, hey, remember this one? And I was like, hold on. And uh, and there's a couple I had to buy that I didn't have, uh, had heard, but I didn't realize because I didn't, you know, I there's no other way to listen to it right now. You know, he, he has got his shit on lockdown. So uh, I had to buy a few other songs today that I had totally forgotten about. But uh, if you can choose one that is not like greatest hits action, not, you know, like a a, a common song, you mentioned before the Ballad of Dorothy Parker. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. It is. Is there anything else um, that kind of strikes you of like, how is this not the, not a big one or, you know, a good um, place to start? I'll go back to Sign of the Times. The Cross. The Cross. Which is, the Cross, which is like a really, like one. Um, Like Seven is like his, probably his best known weird religion song. Mm-hmm. I think it's about religion. I guess I don't really know. I'll have to put that to the jury. Does anyone know what Seven's about? If you know what Seven's about, please write us at sportive.com. Yeah. Because I, I don't fucking know what it's about, but I think it's about religion. Right, right. Okay, Mandy. Uh, okay, us. The social media monitor says it's about the second coming, although it's called Seven, so we'll see. Huh. Um, but um, The Cross is a really kind of almost... It sounds almost like a metal song. It's a, It's a real, like, you know chunky guitar workout and obviously it's called the cross so it's about the jesus i assume Mm -hmm. um but it's just a real just like a late 80s guitar workout that you didn't really hear that much at the time outside of like a tesla song and that was just prince just showing that he could do metal better than all the metal heads at the time and i think it's if you want to hear a just a prince is going a little almost you know bon jovi on a guitar song you know, just at that time, at least, that might be something you might want to check out. Again, and, and it's better. Obviously, it's not. It's much, much, much better than Bon Jovi, but it's still like a guitar rock song in 1987. Yeah, it is good. And it's I love that one. phenomenally good. 
Uh, I am going to stay on Sign of the Times, and mine Damn is um, Forever in My Life. Sly Stone. That is the best Sly Stone song that Sly Stone never wrote. It is so it's fucking so good. Damn good. Uh, again, one of those that I I knew about. I've obviously heard the album and, and heard it again today. The Looch played it, and I was like, oh, shit. This is one of the best. I mean, that's just right there. Just you can't. Jesus Christ. It's tough to beat. So if anybody is has not heard that one and you've been like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm into him. I like him. Uh, but I don't know much yeah, about yeah, them. Those start with those two. And if you uh, want to get your kid on the right path, just you know, get him. You know, like with me, get the get the double cassette version, the sign of the times, and just wear it out. <laughs> that's that's exactly. it's good for me at least. It's good and for the old. It's I'm, good I'm for the I'm a medium popular Twitter presence in the you know <laughs> for Midwest. So yeah, yeah. really, it can work for you too, kids. <laughs> yep, that's how to live by Steve mm-hmm. Newman. Um. Okay. Good. Well, we should wrap this up. It's getting late, and yeah, you gotta uh, go to Florida in the morning, right? I have a flight, and um, let's see here. It's uh, I have a flight in seven and a half hours. Oh, Jesus, God. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was good. No, I I appreciate you taking the call, Stu. Uh, I just no I was. It's hard for me. To, I don't grieve in little bites like uh, like Twitter. So I I just there's, wanted to talk to somebody. So. Well, there's no way I could have held off until Thursday about talking about Prince. That's just it wasn't going to happen. So right. I'm glad I'm glad that we got this out of the way. Our our uh, our two other co-hosts wanted to be here. They send their their regrets their through through text message, and uh, so we did our best, just the two of us. But um, so this was the first, I think, just grieving session. Yeah, if I remember, yeah. Um, so thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back with actual sports soon next week, and. Uh, this is what it sounds like when dudes cry. Life is just a... <laughs> oh, I was going to say uh, parties weren't meant to last, but yours is better. So you win once again. <laughs> Power out. All right. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.